this is the Gartner Sales Podcast. Hello, everyone, and welcome to the Gartner Sales Podcast. I'm Betsy Gregory Hostler, Senior Director for Research and Gartner Sales Practice. I'm back again today with my friend and co-host, the wonderful Doug Boucher. He is a Senior Director and Analyst for Gartner. Hey, Doug, how are you? I'm doing great. It's excited to be here today. As always, we're here today to bring you insights on what's going on inside high-performing sales organizations and offer some real practical guidance on what you can do to improve your sales org's performance. Today, we're going to talk about the use of artificial intelligence capabilities in sales. And while I come at these conversations from a research background, that's been my career so far, Doug, you've been a sales enablement leader and you speak with sales leaders every day about their challenges. How important is AI as a topic right now? That's a great question, Betsy. And the answer is that it's an important topic for two key reasons. First, everyone's talking about it. So many leaders want to know, what is all the buzz about? But second, while many of the promises about what AI can deliver are overhyped, there are real examples of how fast-growing companies are using machine learning and AI capabilities to accelerate revenue growth. That's why we're very happy to welcome my friend and colleague in the Gartner Sales Research Practice, Robert Blaisdell. Robert joined Gartner three years ago after spending 20 plus years in sales roles, covering enablement, operations, strategic account management, and strategic planning. Robert is also the author of new research on how CSOs can use artificial intelligence capabilities to shorten sales cycles and improve customer engagement, which is why we're very excited to have him on the show today. Robert, thanks so much for joining us. Thanks. Uh, thanks for having me. I'm excited to be here and uh, have a great conversation with you all. Us too. So Robert, let me start kind of at the highest level. What are you talking about when you mean artificial intelligence in sales? Because, you know, my brain immediately leaps to the science fiction definition. You know, it's Skynet. It's going to be the end of days. AI is taking over the world. And yes, I know that that is not what we're talking about. So could you illuminate a little bit what AI means in today's sales world? Sure. Yeah. I think if uh, you look at certain reports in media, AI can be one, daunting, uh, and two, very scary. I mean, you see some commentary on like, as you said, end of times, AI is, is taking over the world. But when we look at artificial intelligence, really artificial intelligence is advanced analytics, advanced analysis. And it looks at algorithms and very logical based techniques, including you know, machine learning um, to take a massive amount of data and really interpret that data to help us make better decisions. That's what really, when we look at artificial intelligence, it's helping human beings. It's helping human beings make better decisions, to become more effective, to become more efficient. Now, it, it, that, that encompasses a variety of industries, uh, but really today, as, as given, given my area of expertise, we'll be talking about how it really helps the effectiveness and the impact that sales organizations can have and, and individual sales reps can have. And Robert, I'm sure anyone listening right now, first of all, everyone listening right now is probably overwhelmed with data. I mean, the last two to three years, the ability to collect data and get data is all coming in. So I'm sure now that when they hear you say that, they're thinking of all the ways AI could help them. But when you did your research, what are the ways AI is helping companies right now? 
Yeah, I think uh, broadly, we'll zero in, I think, on the, on the sales organization as our uh, conversation continues. But I'd say overall with AI, the one word is, is focus. It, the, the artificial intelligence of bringing in that massive amount of data uh, from a variety of different sources is as it learns as it helps uh, with with greater analytics and, and machine learning. It's helping organizations make better decisions by f helping human beings focus on the areas where they can make the greatest return on the investment. So there's a lot of uh, technologies and techniques and ways to get there, but really the best way that it's helping broad organizations is helping them focus on the areas in which they can have the greatest impact. So let me turn to you, Doug, since you also spend uh, you know, a lot of your time talking to sales leaders. What are you hearing from clients? What, what's on the front of their mind in terms of how they're using AI? Yeah, just you know, to what Robert said, clients are trying to sort through kind of the hype and the promise of AI with how can they use it right now. And there's a variety of, of use cases, but probably the three that I feel the most or hear the most about is one, uh, real-time real competitive deal analysis and insights. You know, where are clients talking about this particular competitor in this region? What are things that are associated with deals that we've lost against a competitor or even won? AI can sort through a massive data and provide value there. Win theme support. What are some common things happening with the deals that we win? And that could include comp competitors we go up, up against, but also content we use, tools that we use during that sales cycle that tend to lean to more win. And finally, and one of the more popular ones is this funnel risk and forecasting uh, using AI to signal when a deal in the pipeline might be at risk based on the lack of emails sent over the last two weeks or the you know using forecasting based on internal and external data what is a more accurate forecasting model get all that data as robert said all that data is there and clients are now using ai to sort through that in a real time fashion to give more uh, helpful insights with that in mind, Robert, you mentioned in your research that almost half of surveyed CSOs from a particular study ranked increasing AI investment as a high priority. And so that's, you know, almost half. That means more than half did not include it as a high priority. So from your perspective, kind of what are CSOs missing or what's in their way of, of giving AI sort of due credit in terms in their priority list? Yeah, it's a great question, and I think it harkens back to what both Doug and I, I kind of said. They're, they're a little overwhelmed. Uh, one, they may not be uh, aware of the opportunities, and two, if they are aware of the opportunities, they don't, they don't know where to start. And I think to parallel some of the things that, that Doug said on when we're, where we see uh, the greatest opportunity, I think there's three categories uh, where we see a artificial intelligence really having an impact on sales technology. One is, is revenue intelligence. It's a lot of the capabilities that Doug mentioned, but it helps sales organizations and sellers at the highest level prioritize and focus on the opportunities that are most opportune to advance and close. Not wasting time on those deals that may be stuck or those opportunities or deals that are less advantageous to close. Number two, on uh, Conversation intelligence. So as sellers are engaging in conversations with their customers and prospects, recording the calls and looking for themes that are coming up from either the 
customers in the topics that they're bringing up and or in some cases from the sellers in which in areas in which they can uh, improve uh, from a correction standpoint or take it to the next level. Those recordings, that massive amount of, of data that's then recording is analyzed for sales managers to say, focus in on this area. You need to update your training. Focus on this area. You need to really help your sellers overcome this objection. And then the third area is, is sales engagement and looking at what in often times and cases is what's the next best action for a seller to take to advance an opportunity to nurture a relationship looking at all the emails all the conversations all of the outreach both proactively and reactively that have come in and really helping the sales organization guide their overall sales teams and individual sellers to the next best action to take it's again it sounds daunting but it won't be there the day you put the artificial intelligence in. But if you don't put it in today, you won't get to that area in which you can really leverage some of these capabilities. Man, that is great stuff, Robert. And, and uh, a quick plug here, if, if someone's listened to this and, and you're not in a process where record first on all your sales calls, you're, just, you're missing out on an incredible treasure trove of data that can be analyzed and give you insight. And Robert, you know, based on what I see in your research, it looks like those taking advantage of these types of advanced technology are seeing benefits. In fact, in your research, you call these companies sprinters. What are sprinters? You know, it's 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 a great question. It's a term we use for, for organizations that are growing and they're growing at above the market rate and they're continuing to make uh, investments in, uh, regardless of what your functions are, are named internally, into the sales and, and marketing areas to continue to have uh, sellers proactively outreach to customers and prospects uh, to, again, advance opportunities uh, through the funnel. Uh, those sprinters are uh, organizations that are, some would say taking chances, but I would say making investments in areas that are going to help continue uh, to drive uh, their growth. Fantastic. So, I mean, this is really data-driven that that we're looking at companies that are achieving above-average growth, and we're seeing that they're making these investments in marketing and sales tech. Should all companies strive to be print sprinters? Is that the right goal for everyone? I, I, I wouldn't say all companies should strive to be sprinters. I think all companies are different. They're all in different stages of uh, their level of maturation and sophistication when it comes to their overall business and data in particular. I think the more important insight that we can gain from sprinters is learning uh, from their early investments in technologies such as this and taking those learnings and applying it to each individual's organization um, from where they are, again, on that continuum of maturation and sophistication education overall and, and with their data. So take the learnings from them. Don't strive to be a sprinter, but strive to learn from the sprinters to see where could I make the greatest return on my investment when it comes to, in this particular instance, artificial intelligence, but overall what you're doing with your revenue tech stack and your overall go-to-market sales process. So I have to say, as a researcher, the, some of the capabilities you both are talking about is, are just a dream, right? That much data that we can analyze to really get to the root of, of what's happening, you know, in each individual sales call and then lifting it up and seeing things across the board. Fantastic. That is so exciting. And now I'm going to throw a researcher wrench into this process. So it, it, pretty much in every research environment I've ever worked in, data accuracy and quality have been a huge challenge. 
as humans, apparently we are really, really bad at collecting and recording accurate, accurate data because I've seen it in all sorts of formats and industries, et cetera. Um, but data integrity seems to be really central to the power of the kind of capabilities you're talking about. So how do sales leaders consider the data reliability challenge when, you know, from other research, I know that getting sellers to input data into existing systems is already very hard. So how should leaders engage with the concept, the very geeky, I will say, concept of data accuracy? It's a, it's a great question, Betsy, and it's it's a challenge that uh, sales and and marketing leaders have have faced for um, decades. Uh, I think there's two ways to think about this. One, in many cases, artificial intelligence can help alleviate the burden that sellers have in inputting the data. We mentioned conversation intelligence. So in an organization in which you're not recording phone calls or even meetings, sellers after have to take the notes that they um, wrote down or recorded uh, during that call and then input them into the data system, right? That automatically through that game of quote, no pun intended telephone is creating errors of the data that I captured as I was listening and engaging with my customer to inputting that, that data in. Artificial intelligence, as you look at from a recording standpoint, puts that data into uh, the system. It can pull out the themes. It can highlight those trends that are being seen on the call. It can even pull out some of the behavioral aspects, you know, especially with conversation intelligence that maybe I'm speaking too much, maybe I'm not speaking enough as a seller. So one, artificial intelligence can help in many cases alleviate the data burden and the data inaccuracy that you've seen. Secondarily, uh, again, acknowledging that you have to get your data right, or let's say the more you get your data right, the more insights uh, you will have. As the artificial intelligence is put in place and as it learns more, it's going to be able to highlight where the data gaps are. Um, so again, I oftentimes, and, and as sales leaders have to go to sellers and say, let's input all our data. Well, not all data is created equal. So as the artificial intelligence is, is looking for those insights and you're seeing those gaps, now I can zero in, again, focus my sellers on areas where I need them to up their game when it comes to inputting the data. So now not all data is created equal. Now I can really help them zero in and make those investments of where to spend their timeshare and mindshare on inputting that data. So it's a, it's a two for one. I have artificial intelligence that can help alleviate the burden by automatically capturing that data in some cases. And two, I can use the artificial intelligence to begin to help me identify where my data's, my greatest data gaps are. The other thing that I'll share with you is oftentimes uh, one of the gaps to sellers inputting the data is it's just hard. A lot of our technology has been created for the benefit of sales organizations, not necessarily sellers. And as you look at driving some of the adoption of whether it's your CRM or some of the other technology, really looking at the user experience, the user interface to help you uh, or to help your sellers more easily input the data will ultimately help the organization capture better data. And then again, ultimately drive better insights from artificial intelligence. I love that, Robert. And I mean, that's just so important. Harkening back to, if you're not recording, you know, really give some thought to it. If you think about what we're asking our sellers to do, we ask them to, to you know, put content into some sort of a platform, CRM, Salesforce automation tool on what happened on a call. If you really look in there, what do you find? Maybe 30, 50, maybe 75 words to describe what happened on a call. Well, I can tell you that the average words per minute 
on a uh, in the sales conversations around 150 words per minute. So on a 30 minute call with a client, that's 4,500 words. And to Robert's point, those 4,500 words are automatically in the tool that can be analyzed by AI. And how many of those words were the word pricing or the words concern or the or the name of a competitor versus the 30 to 75 words that had a bias from a seller putting it in and took seller time. So love that. Now, Robert, let's shift to one of your predictions in the research, which was specifically that in five years, 50% of low to medium touch B2B sales transactions will be conducted solely via self-service commerce, electronic data interchange, and intelligent tools. I'd love to hear your thoughts on what the sales organization looks like in that environment. I mean, what is the sales rep's function in that world? Yeah, no, I think uh, I think that's a great question, and it is a prediction. And I think the prediction is based off you know trends we have seen um, as there is a continued preference for a rep-free experience from B2B customers. And I think that's in parallel with what we've seen on the B2C side, and that consumers uh, as individuals are preferring oftentimes a, a rep-free experience as we make more and more uh, purchases for ourselves online. And for those of us who have been in B2B business, B2B sales for years, you often see those trends on the B2C, the consumer side first, migrate their way over to the B2B side. So I think it, you'll, con you'll continue to see that trend. And I think, again, you'll see that great percentage increase of B2B customers making those purchases digitally, self-service, rep-free. But what I would characterize, I would not characterize that as the death of the salesperson. In many cases, the sales rep becomes even more important in this artificial intelligence-led environment. Because as, again, sales organizations use artificial intelligence either through the digital channel with their buyers or through their other channels with their sellers, it allows the sales rep to be hyper-focused on those deals, on those engagements that need to occur to help, again, identify, nurture, advance, or close an opportunity. So the rep doesn't go away. The rep becomes hyper-focused on those customers who, again, may be in the process of making a purchase through a digital channel and or for those customers, as we said, um, that may not while it's 50% will be making it, not all of them will be made through there. So the rep can now focus on those areas that they need to uh, do the most versus, again, wasting time on those that they don't need to address. So I, I think a lot of organizations and, and sales reps in particular may look at artificial intelligence as the enemy, like that's here to take my job. A robot is going to be doing what I'm doing. And I would say that's not the case. I think the robot is going to uh, take over the things that, Many times sales reps don't want to do or don't have time to do or feel are very low value, non-growth oriented activities. And that frees up the capacity, the timeshare and the mindshare for the sales rep to focus on those high value growth oriented activities for the opportunities that matter the most. Man, I'm, I'm glad to hear that. I'm finding the same thing that, that, you know, it's, it's the, the AI can focus on the science and the sellers can focus on the art. And to your point about taking burden off the sellers that AI can't handle frees up the seller to, to provide more value to the client and adding common sense to this entire thing, which we know AI uh, still doesn't have any common sense. 
So speaking of, and and I and we, we're seeing this provide the best results, this combination of humans and tech. And speaking of results, how clearly has Gartner been able to identify the financial benefits of AI adoption? I'm, I'm sure there are many leaders concerned about the cost of this investment. Are we seeing these the financial benefits start to come in? We, we have. Now, again, I'd say there's preliminary returns on investments. And there's two sides of that coin. You're, you know, sales leaders in particular, were always wired to find uh, growth. And, and that, that, that can definitely be the case with, with artificial intelligence. But you also have to look at the cost effectiveness, the efficiencies that are brought to it. Again, even at, the, at, at a high level of let's not waste time on opportunities that won't advance. If I shift that focus of my sellers to opportunities that will advance, I'm, I'm saving time. I'm, I'm making a return on that investment for my sellers. Or again, if artificial intelligence can automate the emails that may go out for a customer or a prospect who has not engaged with us for a while, I'm saving uh, time. So the two sides of the coin ultimately will be growth as I zero in on those and, and focus on those um, opportunities that are most likely to close. But I'm also going to have some cost savings on uh, the other side in which I continue to find uh, efficiency in the time that is spent by my sellers individually and my sales organizations. The, the scaling of it is definitely there for larger organizations. You're, you're going to tend to see larger savings, but even the savings the, and, and benefits of this technology can be seen uh, within the uh, smaller or middle uh, market businesses. Uh, the larger the volume, the larger the data, as, as we know, and we've said with artificial intelligence, the greater potential insights and impact. Uh, but that does not discount the benefits that can be seen uh, from sales organizations that may not be as large as corporate or, or global enterprises. So Robert, earlier you mentioned that the thing that might be getting in um, in sales leaders' way is is just the fact that they're overwhelmed. There's new information, there's new capability, there's a lot to take in. So let's focus down a little bit. How do sales leaders begin? Where do they start taking on yeah. this this new capability? Yeah, it's a great question. Uh, you know, it's oftentimes. Um, when we look at artificial intelligence, it's it's not like you go down the, the shelf of the store and say, let me buy that artificial intelligence off the shelf and apply it to all of my technology. Many times, the artificial intelligence and or machine learning is embedded in the specific technology. We've, we've talked about uh, conversation uh, intelligence. You know, We can also talk about sales engagement and, again, how that particular artificial intelligence takes the data and identifies, again, those customers or prospects that have not been engaged in some time and automatically sends that email. I use those two examples as a way to frame it. Sales leaders need to first look at what are they trying to solve for an artificial intelligence? Ultimately, it's it's about making better decisions, right? But zero in on where you are as a sales organization. And as a sales leader, take an inventory or have your sales operations, sales enablement team, take an inventory and see where the greatest gaps are in some of the sales performance. And then look for the technology with the embedded artificial intelligence that's going to have that impact. When we talk about ROI, it's, it's again, oftentimes it's not ROI on AI, it's, it's there ultimately, but it, it is tied to the individual technology that can have an impact on better forecasting, pipeline accuracy, and some of the things that Doug mentioned early on in our call. That's the first thing. Look where the greatest impact is. And secondarily, we've mentioned it, it's an effort, but the more that sales leaders and their teams can drive data accuracy today, 
the return on investment is going to be greater tomorrow. So you don't have to have AI to get great data. You don't have to have AI to get data accuracy. You can still begin and continue to put those processes and best practices in place. And we have a lot of advice on that here at Gartner. But I think as you parallel that with, again, where a sales leader wants to see the greatest impact importance, you can do those simultaneously. And that's where I think sales leaders can, can begin. It's, it's not one big universe or galaxy of AI and the impact it has. It's making sure you look at it incrementally and begin thinking about the impact that AI can have incrementally on the organization to where you want to be in five years versus getting there today. You have to start making some of those process and technological investments today to get there in five years. I knew that the path to glory is paved with data accuracy. I knew it. I knew it. <laughs> the little researcher heart is happy. Robert, thank you so much. This has been an incredibly insightful and illuminating conversation. Honestly, the the details that you provided and you know the specific use, case, use cases you both talked about, they, they really help you know clarify what on earth we're talking about when we talk about AI. We do have one last question that we like to ask all of our guests, and that is to please tell us about the last book you read. Mm, the last book I read. So this is going to be off topic. It's not going to be about artificial intelligence. The last book I read is actually called The Way of the Seal. Uh, think like an elite warrior to lead and succeed. And it's got some of the best time management um, and organizational aspects uh, from a, a leadership and an individual perspective that I've seen. So uh, you can learn a lot from members of our uh, U.S. military. Uh, and I think uh, it was a great book, great book to kind of really help me rethink uh, not only the uh, organizational structure of the day, but um, again, no pun intended, how to attack it. So great book and I highly recommend it. Wow, that book sounds fantastic, Robert. Thanks for sharing that. And such great information. I'm sure we could talk about this for hours. But that's all the time we have for today. Thank you again, Robert, for taking the time to talk with us. And for our audience, we welcome your feedback and invite you to reach out to either Betsy or me on LinkedIn with suggestions you might have for future shows. Each podcast we do focuses on issues sales leaders are facing today. And we are available on common podcast platforms, including iTunes and Spotify. So please give us a follow. Until next time, this is Doug and Betsy saying thank you for listening. Please subscribe and share the episode with your colleagues. Thank you for listening. Gartner Podcasts are a production of Gartner, the world's leading research and advisory company, equipping executives across the enterprise with indispensable insight, advice, and tools to achieve their mission-critical priorities. You can learn more at Gartner.com. All content in Gartner Podcasts is owned by Gartner and cannot be repurposed or reproduced without Gartner's consent. Gartner is an impartial, independent analyst of business and technology. This content should not be construed as a Gartner endorsement of any enterprise's product or services. All content provided by other speakers is expressly the views of those speakers and their organizations. 